Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield. And this week's episode is every week's episode is very special to me, of course, but this week is extra, extra special because we are chatting with the Go Nanas co founders, Morgan and Annie, who are close friends of Jordan and ours because we are investors in Go Nanas. I'm an advisor for the brand. And we launched our first collaborative mixed together. Go Nana's ex Rachel Mansfield. We launched a mini blueberry muffin banana bread mix. Now I can't say exactly what this is mimicking for legality reasons, but if you do buy those like cute mini muffins in a four pack, they like come in a bag. You get them at the grocery store. Kids love them. Adults love them. I grew up eating them. They have like the blueberry flavor, the like funfetti, the chocolate chip, the banana. Do you see where I'm going here? We launched a quote better for you. This is not meant to fear bonker, but better for you mini muffins. And I am just so excited that the word is finally out. We've been working on these for what feels like forever when GoNanas came to me to do a collab flavor. Oh my gosh, I think this was like two years ago, a year ago that they asked to do this. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. And then we were chatting again few months ago. And I just said, you know what, you guys, if we do this, I have the idea. I know the flavor, what we're going to do. I know my community is going to obsess over this and it's here. So I'm linking to this in the show notes for easy access. It's exclusively sold on the GoNana site. It is a limited drop. So once it sells out, it's done for now. So stock up on these mixes. They stay good. I have a mix in front of me right now. So they say, oh my God, till August, 2025. And if you don't know GoNanas, and if you do know GoNanas, like they, all of their mixes are gluten-free. They're all allergen friendly. There's no eggs, no nuts, no preservatives, no gluten, no dairy. It's the easiest baking mix and truthfully like the best baking mix in the world. All you'll need to make these are, I like two ripe bananas. I don't like using the three bananas in this, but that's just my personal preference. I guess also I usually have large bananas. You need one tablespoon of maple syrup, which truthfully, I also don't use maple syrup because I feel like they're sweet enough. But if you like things even sweeter, add some maple syrup, two tablespoons of any milk you want, and two tablespoons of any oil or butter or yogurt. Like it's so easy to make this every time we have friends coming over and I want to like bake something like homemade and like have our house smell good. Like this is what I make. And if you love all things blueberry, you will love this. I'm so excited for you guys to try it. The best place to buy this is on the GoNana site. If you use my code Rachel M R A C H L M, you can get 20% off of your entire order from GoNanas, but use it that code when you order the mix. Tell send this to your friends if they have kids who or if they like those mini muffins that you know I'm talking about. This like I'm swear and I like promise you these are kid tasted and approved with I went around driving these samples around town dropping them off to people, getting their taste tests, like seeing if they like them. It took four iterations until we found the perfect one. And I can't even imagine how many iterations they actually tried before they even sent it to me. So that's just the number of samples that I tried before. I'm like, okay, this is it. And I think that these turned out perfect. It's also, I learned this is the lowest sugar mix that they sell, which is amazing and very much on brand because you guys know, I do like to try and keep things a little bit lower in sugar when it comes to feeding my kids because I don't need my kids having a sugar high all the time. And again, this mix is and the creation of this is not meant to fear monger the classic ones that you might have in your pantry, the ones you grew up with. This is just a fun way to make them at home, eat them every day. And I just, I hope you love them. So without further ado, that's my intro for the GoNanas co-founders. They're coming on today. They're going to share their entire story of the creation of their brand, what it's like being two female co-founders in the food and beverage space. And I'm just so excited for them. I'm so hyped for you guys to hear this episode. I'm hyped for you to order the mix and to try try it. Tag us when you make the mini blueberry muffins. And if you don't have a mini muffin tray, don't worry about it. You can make it into full size, like large muffins. I did that yesterday. They turned out delicious. You can make it into a loaf. You can make it into a round cake. You can make it into a square cake. It's a baking mix. Like Bake it however you wish. And okay, I'm going to stop rambling. Love you guys forever. Talk to you soon. 
I am over the top excited to share today's podcast sponsor with you because it is something I consume every single day and I recommend it to so many of my friends. Today's episode is brought to you by Element. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't need, like sugar, which is in so many of these electrolyte mixes. Element contains science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is why it really works. It has 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and a 60 milligrams of magnesium. You know my obsession with magnesium. There's no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial anything like so many of these other electrolyte mixes out there. I started drinking this while I was pregnant for hydration, and Jordan also got hooked on it too. Now I have it daily for nursing, and I swear by it. My personal favorite flavors are the watermelon, which tastes like a Jolly Rancher, orange, and the citrus, but you can't go wrong with really any. It's totally risk-free to try it, and if you don't like it, you could share it with a friend, and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. Plus, anyone listening to this can get a free sample pack with your purchase with my link. DrinkLMNT.com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. This is a great way for you to try all the flavors, and it comes with one of each, so you can try everything and see what your favorites are too. They also have an unflavored one if flavored beverages aren't your thing. This offer is exclusive for my community, so you won't find this available anywhere else. Let me know if you try it and what your favorite flavors are. And again, the link is drink, D-R-I-N-K, element, L-M-N-T dot com slash Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. And I'm linking to everything in the show notes too to make it even easier. I mean, did the original mix. Uh-huh. Two ripe bananas, two tablespoons of almond milk. I didn't do any maple syrup and I did coconut oil and half sprinkles. Yeah. Wow. So I've had, I've had uh, self-control all morning to wait <laughs> to eat them until we're on. <laughs> to wait to the podcast. Usually I wanted to... Oh, I was saying, I want to tell you guys, I went over to one of my closest friends' um, places oh. two nights ago, and I brought our manufacturer sample because they made the um, our collab mix the other day, but we get samples off the line before we fill them. And I brought it over and she was like, this is my favorite flavor ever. She's like licking the muffin. I started recording her. She was like going crazy. <laughs> I just That's sent you amazing. the video, Rachel. It's great. She's like <laughs> oh literally taking every last bite off the wrapper. I'm like dying. <laughs> That's amazing. But when this podcast episode comes out, our collab flavor will be out. So I want to chat about that. But like, I also, we need, there's so many things that we need to talk about. So first of all, <laughs> Annie, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, did you just like press a button? Because now I can't hear you. Oh, you yeah, shut your mic off. Because you're doing banana bread, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, how could you not eat banana? He just started. He always cracks open a can, so at least now I will have chewing sound effects. It's, anyway, it's like the one thing I get in because Rachel likes to talk. Obviously, so the <laughs> one thing that I get in, I know will happen during the podcast is me making some noise with a drink. Yeah, why don't you welcome Annie and Morgan? Oh, I can't put this. Kind of, I didn't prepare for this type of stuff. <laughs> That's why you don't do a lot of the talking. You started recording. We just went for it. But I know. That's how I. I it's what I like to do because I feel like sometimes the small talk and the like more like not banter, but just like back and forth is sometimes like the best part of the podcast episode because it's so much less formalized. It's just, yeah, it's it's like we know you guys well and I just don't think it needs to be like everything doesn't need to be so formal. Like my favorite podcasts are people like literally bitching at each other. So <laughs> no, I think about it. So anyways, Thank you both for taking the time to come on the podcast. We're so excited for everyone to hear the story of Gonanas and all of the things you guys have been one of our favorite, favorite brands that we have been able to connect with. We're so happy that Gracia is involved. I'm so thankful to be involved in the brand and we can't wait to dive in. So Jordan, without further ado, let's have you kick it off with the questions then. Oh, fantastic. Hello, I, Jordan. I did pair a couple. Oh, he has to reference his phone in order to do no, that. No, sorry, right? I don't have to. So Go Nanas was started when you guys were in college. So why don't you guys give us a little bit of background of like how you guys met, how you guys decided to like start a business while in school and like all that good stuff while Rachel and I like had no thought of any of that stuff while, <laughs> while, while, while we were in college. <laughs> we were actually neighbors in the freshman dorms. So that's how Annie and I met, although we weren't friends for the first few months and we met in a food club on campus and went to brunch and that's how we really bonded there's a um, food club oh yeah do you know spoon university yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So we were in the Michigan chapter and we were both leaders in the chapter. Um, this was 2016 when we were freshmen. That's where we met. But Go Nanas started basically one day. Annie and I were baking at her family's house, 45 minutes away from campus. We both loved health food, baking, banana bread. I grew up with banana bread in my household. My Mimi has a famous recipe and her family had a famous recipe. And the long story is she used to put little gift bags of baked goods on our dorm room doors for Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. And it always had banana bread. And so that day when we were baking, we said we should healthify banana bread, like looking up all these recipes. And that day was the first ever loaf of Go Nana's. I burned it because it was a really old fashioned oven is what I say to cover my <laughs> cover myself. And we still ate it and it was delicious. So on the car ride back home to campus, we came up with a name. We went to the entrepreneurship law clinic on campus, got an LLC, made a website that summer and that fall had a bake sale launch. So that was 2016 when we launched it. And then it just kind of grew as a, a side hustle, a small business as students growing it on campus until COVID hit. And we pivoted from the banana bread business to mixes and really kind of scaled from there. But I want to go back to when you... So you made this banana bread. Like, What <laughs> made you be like, let's sell it? Like, I make baked goods all the time. And like, my mind never goes to like, let's sell this. I think it was twofold. One is that, you know, we were living as freshmen on campus and we felt like the desserts in Ann Arbor were um, either really unhealthy and not tasty or delicious and like horrible for you. And we wanted a healthier, better for you option. And then secondly, as Morgan mentioned, she burned the like shit out of this loaf in the middle. It was so good that we were like, we can't not sell it. And Annie's cousin kept talking about her banana bread and was like, you need to do something with this. So literally in the car, we're like, we should sell this. <laughs> and were the ingredients in that banana bread like similar to what's in the mix today? Similar, same, same, but different. We actually started as a gluten-free product. So we made it with eggs, Greek yogurt, and honey as better for you, but it was okay. just gluten-free. And then we, our first kitchen um, outside of the dorms was this cafe that was all vegetarian and they had a vegan banana bread. And so we took our recipe and made it for them. So that was our first vegan skew. We made their banana bread, sold it in the cafe and we sold it to food service and it sold so much better than our other products. And so we did a blind taste test on campus used the vegan base and made a vegan chocolate chip versus our normal chocolate chip and had people taste test and everyone liked the vegan one better. So it was better for you, cheaper, all those things. And we said, okay, let's go vegan and gluten-free. So you were doing this as you were students? Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, did you go out and have extracurricular fun? Or <laughs> like, <laughs> Annie's been a grandma since she was 13. She's a great influence. I know. We definitely like worked at, we worked on Gonanas more than we like did school stuff. I would say we still had lives. Like I personally never enjoyed going out. So like, this is the greatest excuse ever. <laughs> oh um, but we also like used school to our advantage. So like we took an entrepreneurship course where like our schoolwork was working on this class. So we tried to like scheme the system a little bit to give ourselves more time to work on this. He thinks we started the business in his class. We didn't, but we <laughs> So I hope Eric is listening to this. I highly doubt that he is. That. <laughs> oh my God. That's like, that's something that's really nice then about your school. Cause like Jordan and I always said, we went to Muhlenberg college, which is like a small liberal arts college in Pennsylvania no shade at Muhlenberg, but we always like not joke, but talk about how like, we just don't feel like it set us up for like an entrepreneurial path to be able to like do things like that. And I think that's like a really awesome experience that you were able to like merge your passion and like work at the time with also being a student, because I wish that we learned more about like running a business when we were in school, or at least like that, that wasn't even an option. Michigan yeah. provides so many resources. I mean, it's also yeah. interesting because when Rachel and I went to school, like Instagram only became a thing in my senior year. Yeah. My junior year. So like this whole, like, 
digital creator space like wasn't even a thing at that time, which is just insane to to say. And I always think about like our kids who are like, you know, oldest one's four and a half, like who knows what he's going to be learning in school come like in the next decade, which is just, it's just wild to see how quickly things are moving. It's crazy. So then you launched in 2016. And then when did you guys graduate? 2019. Yeah. So like right before the pandemic and then talk about how the pandemic like change your business from actually physically baking banana bread to like saying, you know what, let's just make mixes. So uh, it was a very serendipitous time when it happened. I don't know for those listening, if you remember, like banana bread really blew up during the beginning of COVID. So we were really lucky in that aspect. As we're talking about, we started selling these baked loaves to food service. And we tried to continue to do that. But the issue was they had a five-day shelf life. And in COVID, you could pay for two-day shipping, but something could take a week to get there. So we kept running into this issue where breads would arrive moldy or spoiled. And most of our business had shut down because food service took a huge pause during COVID. We had all these extra ingredients. So we were like, okay, let's make... We called it a quarantine kit at the time. We put our dry blend that we used to make our banana bread loaves in a mason jar, slapped our label on there and put it up on the internet. Somehow some of our videos started going viral on social media. We went on like the local Detroit news, which was great for business. And we were like, this is way more scalable. It's way more cost effective. And we were almost forced to pivot because the breads were becoming such a logistical challenge. Um, So that's really what caused the whole pivot. And there wasn't like a point where you guys were like, all right, we should just stop doing this and find something else to do. Or you just knew that like, this is was like meant to be and you're going to find a way to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point we'd been doing it for five, at least five years and it was always a side hustle and we had full-time jobs. So it wasn't this huge risk, although we, there was never a at a point where we were going to give up. It was more like, how do we pivot? And it's always been something in our lives. Um, so the fact that we pivoted and then it kind of proved to have all this opportunity and maybe even be our, our full-time jobs was almost like a pleasant surprise because it just been something we'd always been working on. So when you graduated college, you guys pursued other full-time jobs like then it wasn't just go nanas at first. Right. It wasn't supporting us full time at that point. Um, so we'd wanted it to be, but it was okay, how do we get it there? What were your jobs? What were you guys doing? I was in consulting. So I did growth strategy consulting. And I worked at another food startup trying to learn the ropes of like a much more legit version of what we were trying to do. Oh, scandalous. Serials learn the ropes a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so were you guys friends before you were business partners? Yes and no. We like started, like we started the business right when we started hanging out more. And I think starting the business together is what allowed us to become best friends because it was just like all these to do's. We had to hang out so much. And then we also loved working out together. So it was just great. <laughs> uh, do you guys know Kayla? It seems we did her workouts like every day. Really? <laughs> it was either banana bread or working out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Good, good balance. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so like, how is it working with your best friend at this point? Like, you know, Rachel and I are married and work together. And like, you know, a lot of times it's, it's not easy. And it's like, there's, it's hard to find that balance of like, what's fun and enjoyable or like, what's like, let's put our head down on work. Um, so how do you guys find that working relationship? Yeah, I mean, it's grown and changed over the years. I think the biggest thing for us is we know each other so well. We joke that we're a married couple. So even though Annie and I are very different, and I think that's what makes us such a great partnership, we have such a respect and love for each other. And we know each other so well that even if you know, it takes us some time to communicate and get on the same page. I know exactly where she's coming from. She knows exactly where I'm coming from. Um, And I really think that's the foundation of our partnership. So we've gone through challenges and we see a business coach, but truly I only think it's made us stronger because we just understand more and more about each other. Wait, tell us more about the business coach. She's awesome. 
Her name's Love Lauren. Her. <laughs> I want a business coach. What it like? How often do you see her? What do you do? So we initially reached out to Lauren because as the company was growing and scaling so quickly, we needed to really optimize and rethink our roles. You know, Morgan and I at the onset when we were little did everything together. What are we going to do for this Instagram post? What is this email going to look like? What store should we go after? And then that's like not possible right now. We're in, you know, two to 3,000 doors, big e-com business. We have to own different parts of the business. So that was really the precipice of figuring out what are we each good at? How can we optimize our roles? And then what are the things that we love doing together and can never imagine doing separately? And then after we really defined those things, now we really work with her on what are the values that are important to us in the company? And how does that tie into hiring and what kind of people we want to find? Um, so it's been great. She's like business coach slash therapist. And she's just amazing. 10 out of 10 recommend working with a business coach for many co-founders. Definitely going to follow up after this for her info because that you should be like her um, endorsement that she like has on her website. She's great. <laughs> and you, you learn so much about yourself. Like our most recent sessions with the role optimization, we went deep and I had these new understandings that I never had I before. It was truly like therapy. And so I, I understand Annie even more. Well, you <laughs> guys hope. You guys are in like a long distance relationship too. So tell us more about like the business and the company as a whole. So you all work remotely. Where Tell everyone where you're based. I'm in Portland, Oregon on the West Coast. And I'm in Chicago. And we definitely do long distance. Morgan um, and I used to live together in Chicago. And then she met her partner, moved out to Portland with him. So they used to do long distance. Now they're together and we do long distance, but we see each other every month. And I think that initially we were like, how is digital going to work? But what's great about it is it allows us like when we're hiring to find the best people for the roles and not be tied geographically. But we really make an effort to see each other in person. Like We don't go more than like 5 weeks without seeing each other. And we travel a lot. And so it's really nice having two people to split up. And so, for example, we have some retailer meetings coming up on the West Coast um, in the produce set. And so instead of Annie flying across, across the country, I get that one, she gets that one, and then we meet somewhere in the middle. So it's worked out. Oh, that's nice. I'm waiting to our nanny who's driving down the driveway <laughs> with the kids. And how many people work at GoNanas? Like, I feel like I, I don't even have that much insight into the behind the scenes of the company more because also like you're like you guys are growing so quickly that there's changes every single day. So actually, sorry, I don't know if this is what you want to talk about next, but I want to rewind a minute because if I was a listener, I'd want to know. Okay, so they were making banana bread, then they turned into mixes, and then what happened? Like, who was your first retailer? Like, how did this really take off? So we put those mixes in the mason jar online and then eventually upgraded our packaging. And Nordstrom Rack reached out to us and was like, Banana Bread's having this moment. I saw you guys on Instagram. I love your packaging. Like, can we carry you? And Morgan and I were like, okay, if Nordstrom Rack is reaching out to us, like... It's now or never. We're going to make the leap to doing this full time. And I have this clear memory of us like jumping up and down on our couches. Like, I mean, Whole Foods, for example, huge news. Like I, I was pretty much equally excited when that happened. But with Nordstrom Rack, we were jumping, like freaking yeah. out because this was the first time in five years. So I wanted crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, great call out. So we take the leap. We do it full time. We start by building up our direct to consumer business. So Morgan did an excellent job building up our brand ambassador program. We've got 2,500. We call them micro-influencers. They've got under 10,000 followers. So they're just like super fans buying our products, sharing about it. We're working with influencers to try and get the word out there. And then Morgan and I literally bought a whiteboard. We're calling independent stores. We're like doing a competition. Who can like call more in a day to dip our toes into the water of retail to make sure we have that proof of concept. Um, so we built that direct-to-consumer business for about a year. And then once we felt like, okay, our data is good from this small set of retailers, then we started submitting ourselves for the Whole Foods and the Targets of the world. Got it. And 
when you were selling direct to consumer, were you guys shipping all the boxes? No. So thank God. Um, I mean, we were doing pretty much everything else, but that we, at that point, when we had launched the mixes, we were going into our first co-manufacturer. So up until then we were in commercial kitchens on campus, making the ready-made loaves. By the time we graduated, pretty much right before COVID, we were already exploring co-manufacturers. So we transitioned to them. They do all of our e-commerce fulfillment and everything. So it was more on the marketing side for e-com and product development, making all those flavors. So can you guys talk a little bit more about this whole like brand ambassador program? And like, like, is that something you guys thought of or did you follow someone else's model? Because like you guys are out there everywhere and we can kind of get into these limited job collabs, but like, you know, I think that's sort of like where people have gotten to find you and, and see on on screen and now they're able to find you in retailers. So just talk about like your mindset or thought process behind, you know, getting really big um, on social platforms. Yeah, this mindset, I try to put it on more and more and more because at the beginning, we were just scrappy. We were like, how do we grow without spending a lot of money? How do we reach more people without paying a bunch of money on ads? Um, So that's really where our heads were. And I think we saw a few people doing an ambassador program. Annie, chime in if you remember if we had an inspiration per se. Yeah, I think we just saw a few people doing it, but they weren't big back then. Like there weren't yeah. even softwares for this. Um, so we started with 10, 15, 20. I used to meet with them on Sundays and I would just hype them up on social, make them feel like they were part of something. And from there, it was kind of this engine. The more I spotlighted the program, the more people wanted to apply. And so we got a mix of inbound and, and outbound applications. And since then, have just been growing the program. And it's always been really founder-led and they've had a connection to us. We do events with them, things like that, where they get that personal um, touch. So our mindset was really, how do we be scrappy to reach more people and then just spotlight the heck out of our community and make them feel like they're part of it with us? We also do... I think we take that program a step further than anything else I've seen. Like Morgan was just touching on, we do events with them every month where sometimes it's just, you know, one-on-ones with us, ask us anything, or we'll bring in, um, you know, another food brand to talk about what they're doing. We have a book club. They get early access to our new flavors. Like we really invest a lot of time and energy to making it um, not just, hey, you're promoting these products, but this is a community and we're trying to, you know, build that every day. You know, when you look at someone and you're like, wow, they are glowing. What is their secret? And I can I please be let in on this ASAP? Well, recently I felt that way about my friend and I called her to see what the beep she was doing. And she says to me, Rachel, you've got to try the collagen that I'm taking. It has changed my life. Now, I thought that liquid collagen sounded really gimmicky. It was overhyped, but I figured, hey, why not give it a whirl? Worst case, it doesn't work and I don't need to take it anymore. Well, fast forward to a month later and I am shook over the results. And if my mom, who tells me I look tired after I get a full night of sleep, is telling me that I have a glow from this, I'm not kidding you, you know it is legitimate. Now, the key here with taking liquid collagen is the consistency, like most things in life. Two times a day, every day, for they say at least three months. The average person sees results after three months of consistently taking it. I did after three weeks, so I can't even imagine what I will see in three months. I'm taking liquid collagen over powder for a few reasons because this question comes up all the time. Number one, it's easier for me to incorporate this into my daily life over powder. I take two tablespoons at the same time every single day. I don't have to mix anything. It's just drinkable. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink smoothies. So I stopped using collagen peptides because it was so hard for me to incorporate that into my diet. I also learned that powder has a 30% absorption rate and liquid has a 90% absorption rate. So that really won me over. I'm linking to the collagen that I'm taking in the show notes. You get 10% off with my link plus more if you subscribe and save. It makes the most sense to do the subscription for two reasons. Number one, you need to give this three months to even know if it's going to work. So if you don't subscribe to it, then you're going to have to keep ordering after the 30 days because one order, like two bottles of it are for 30 days. I use the skin variety and I love it. It has a subtle taste of berry and it's really easy to drink. 
If you have any questions on this, let me know. I'm happy to answer them. And if you want to order it, you can find the link to my collagen over in the show notes. And now let's dive back into today's episode. It's definitely a really smart way to go about getting more eyes on your product than like paying influencers. I mean, it sounds so hypocritical, but like paying influencers is really expensive. And a lot of the brands that we invest in, especially like that early startup stage, I'm like, it's so ridiculous for you to pay an influencer X amount of thousands of dollars, especially until you're like uh, in enough retailers where it even makes more sense or your your business is like large enough where that's not going to like, you know, make you sick at night knowing you paid someone X amount of dollars. And I think that like micro influencers can be so helpful for brands. And it also really makes them feel very valued and appreciated. So I really like what you guys are doing because it's also a good ear that's inspirational for other brands that are starting off and they're like, how do I get more eyes on the product with on our product without spending so much money? Because yeah. I'm sure that they have like the perks just make it worth it for them. Yeah. It's also fun for us because that's a way that we can connect with our most loyal customers, get feedback. Mm-hmm. They give us some of our best ideas. Um, so it also added a lot to our day-to-day um, and made it feel really meaningful. Yeah. I mean, I I even just see if I'm like... It's obviously a bit different. But like from my perspective, the feedback that I get from my community on Instagram especially is so helpful in like navigating my business or our business in many of ways. I'm still learning Thanks. how to be a we and an R like many of years <laughs> later. Sorry. Um, but when like, I know what's like, what people are looking for, what kind of recipes are into like, it's just so great to always have that feedback. Now, in addition to the brand ambassador program, you also do a lot of collaborative flavors, which when we first spoke to you, I remember, I think I even said this, like, I've never seen a brand do more fl- limited flavor drops than you guys do. And like, I mean that, and like, it's not a, it's not a negative. Like, I'm just, it's so, you do so many. So my head was spinning when I was first learning about how many you do, because I can only imagine how your head is not, I don't know how it cannot be spinning. So tell us how this idea of doing collaborative product um, flavors came about and share more about that. So. I'm going to take a step back because it first started with limited edition flavors. I think we had the idea to do like a pump, like so basic. We were like, oh, in the fall, we should do like a pumpkin flavored banana bread. (laughs) 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 Took a page out of Starbucks book. And we were tiny back then. I think we did like $2,000 that day. And we were like, oh my God, like this is a huge sales spike. You know, we should do more seasonal flavors. So then we started doing monthly limited edition flavors. And then we were working with this one influencer um, and she was generating so much business for us. Like it was ridiculous. I think at one point she was like 20% of our online revenue she was accounting for. And we were like, how do we invest in this partnership deeper? You know, it's we don't just want to keep sending her products and asking her to post. We want to really partner with her. So we launched our first ever co-branded flavor with her, our salted caramel banana bread. And our sales just, it was like, I think we did like 50 or $60,000 in one day, which is like what we were doing in a month at that point. And we were like, wow, I mean, we have to do more of this. So we really take the mindset of if something is working, like we're not stuck to a strategy. Like we're always seeing how we can work better and what's working for our business at that time. So we started doing more and more flavor drops. And it's funny because now we're pivoting back to where we were before. So we used to do monthly. Then we started doing every other week. And now we're pulling back to monthly because we want to make the partnerships even bigger, even more impactful instead of doing uh, less, but with fewer. Yeah. Like our, our blueberry launch coming up, that's the only thing that month we're like, how do we go all in on this and use all of our stops on one? Um, so doing less to do more. And how often are people buying a baking mix? It's not every other week, uh, <laughs> typically anywhere from one to four months. So we're also trying to match some of that cadence and leave room for other brand building. 
I also I um saw you guys did the teaser yesterday. I just pulled it up on my phone and like I didn't want to comment on it because like <laughs> I was like, do I tag her? No, 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 no. No, right? Like I don't <laughs> no, know. No. You tell me. You're yeah, the expert no. in this, sir. I'm not. We're gonna do a lot of teasers. All right. So, did you see so, it? So now, yeah, I saw, but I don't want to comment either because you know people know who I am. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> but um. All right, so now the news is out. So why don't you guys talk about the uh, the everyone's uh, guessing wow. Dunkaroos? I'm deceased. But that's I know people I, love yeah, Dunkaroos. But, but how do you you can't make a Dunkaroo muffin? That's hard. Exactly. Little bites make more sense. People love it. <laughs> they do make more sense. And the I packaging. Like this person I wrote all of them. Adorable. A lot of people said all of them. Dun- like, how would you even before we dive into our flavor? Because I'm just so like, how would you make a Dunkaroos flavor? So just said it. You can't- oh, it's a sugar cookie with sprinkles. That would do so well. <laughs> well, what it really is is like the the frost the dip, is though. like the frosting, which is really yeah. Just- it's like a birthday cake vibe almost because it's like cookie icing sprinkles. So interesting. I say I wasn't a Dunkaroos girly growing oh, up. I freaking love that. Yeah, I wasn't either. It's not so really it's my language. I used to, I like, I used to like eat the, I don't like frosting. the frosting out of the thing when, it was, um, when all the cookies were gone. That makes sense. You don't like white chocolate. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got yeah. you. You learn a lot about someone doing recipe testing. You guys really been hanging out a lot, huh? <laughs> I mean, but she yeah, loves I chocolate. Just, it's not our thing. Yes. We don't like white chocolate in this house. Like we, I make white chocolate brownies, and that is like one of the only forms of white chocolate that we like. Like that's it. It's actually one of my top three desserts that she makes. Yeah, I can make those again soon. So I'm I'm here for them. But basically, we created a blueberry. Muffin, like the mini muffins, the mini bites, the like four pack of Entenmann's that I grew up having in my lunchbox every single day because I was obsessed. My mom would only buy the blueberry and the chocolate chip flavors. And why? Because yes. I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> the other ones have nuts in them. So your brother probably couldn't eat them. Maybe, but like, so like the banana. They're just the best. Like he used to do the, the chocolate. The blue, she, knowing my mom, honestly, she's probably like, oh, it has blueberry. It's healthy. That's, that's I was, that's yeah, it's like the classic 90s mom. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and they just like hit home, like blueberry Dunkin' Donuts, like the munchkins. They, he thinks I'm disgusting. We're my favorite Why would you flavor. Get those? So oh when we first started talking about doing our collaborative flavor, I was like, very like set on doing something like simple nostalgic and something like I actually like grew up loving and consuming. And I'm so excited for this flavor. It's absolutely amazing. I trialed it on so many people. I think that Maury was going to kill me because I was just like, I need more. I need like your consolidated feedback. But I was like, I have three and a half more people to like you know what? I love it because you, you, we have a very high standard for our products and I love you had the same thing and we made a better product in the end. We did. And I tried it in like different, like using two bananas, three bananas. Like I was just so calculated about it. And the third one, I absolutely, I mean, my dad, I think was the only one who liked the first one the best, but like his reasoning made I mean, no sense. You could give that guy like a rock and he'd be like, <laughs> as long as you know him, my dad dates, like that's it. But what I love about this flavor is that like you can make it into the mini bites, like the mini muffins mm-hmm. using like the mini muffin tray, which like if you don't have a mini muffin tray, like it's a must. We're gonna must, have a must bundle. Have. And oh, for duh, even better. So order duh. the bundle. And if you don't want to do it in the mini bites or little bites, you can make it into a regular banana bread. Like I haven't done that yet. I should do that when I get the next mm-hmm. one. I know. I feel like that would be really good. It'd be like a blueberry cake. So I'm very excited. Uh, I, I got to give my two cents here. So like we get a lot of packages to our house on a daily basis. And Rachel like will never check them out to get them. Like she'll leave them outside overnight if she has to. Well, that's so I always get them and I'm very neurotic about leaving stuff outside of our house. So I'll check multiple times a day. And Rachel was like literally standing by the door, like checking it every <laughs> half an hour, like waiting for the for the samples to come in. Like like a fiend, and I'm like, I'm like, what do you? And now I see how she probably sees me like checking the door like thirty times a day. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, like, I just need. She's like, supposed to be here by noon. It's not here. I'm like, oh my god, Rach, take it oh easy. Oh my gosh, welcome to our life. I was really excited. <laughs> she she was and still is very well, excited. So like, I'm very strategic about doing collabs for flavors because I just don't like. And from like an influencer perspective, like it's just, I think it's, a, it's too much. So it's like a very natural partnership and a very natural fit. I like 
my blog took off from a banana bread recipe. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited for everyone to try this. And what I love about it, I'll interview myself for a hot second. What I love about it. <laughs> can you ask me some questions about the little ones? Can I ask you some questions? About yeah. The uh-huh. so I can talk about the flavor and like why I did it with Gonanas. What's going on? Oh, geez. You're really putting it on the spot. On the spot. Um, all right. So you already went into why you picked the blueberry ones. Yeah. But um, what were some of like your requirements in the blueberry muffin mix? Because you were very particular. No white chocolate chips. <laughs> Morgan sends me this mix with white chocolate. I'm more like, blueberry. More like blueberry. What? More blueberry. Like, uh, the blueberry. It needed more blueberry flavor because when you use it, you guys know when you use a banana, it's like too overpowering. So like more. Yeah, banana. but this has like the perfect balance of like we still got that blueberry blast. But you still know that it's like a banana bread base. Yeah. And I think that using two bananas is like large bananas is the sweet spot for this. Also, Mm -hmm. I was concerned in the mini muffin tin that they were just going to get dried out. But the center is so gooey. So nice. It's awesome. Okay. I have this like tiny baking set. It's like miniature, miniature. And that's how I do a lot of my taste testing. I'll send you a picture. I would love that. It's like mini, mini muffins. Is it like those like, you ever see those like toy? One is it like it's that basically size? like that. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I love um, what was it? Easy bake oven. Uh-huh. It's like the, oh my god, I love that. Mm-hmm. Can we switch gears? No, I'm not done talking about yeah. <laughs> so, so keep talking. I've never seen you not talk. Come on. Okay, like I said, I'll interview myself. So some of the things Great, that I yeah. like about it is that it continues to be allergen safe and for our yeah. you know, school safe. So it's a great option to make for your kids to put into their lunchbox. Because I know a lot of my mom friends give their kids the four pack of the little bites. I'm like, guys, make these, put them in a bag, and then give them to your kids. It's an awesome, awesome snack idea. Adults love it. Kids love it. It's approved by my dad. Even my least favorite flavor, he least favorite version of it, he liked. And what what am I missing, guys? It's lower sugar. It's one of our lowest. Oh, sugar I didn't know that. Products. Yeah. So because it has no chips, it's just blueberries and our other magic ingredients. It, I believe, has nine grams of sugar per serving. Wow. That's and that would be sugar. a lot of mini muffins. Yeah. That'd be like <laughs> four mini muffins. Yeah. Cause so compared to the actual mini muffins that are sold, I'll pull that up. So I, yeah. I had them for they're great for snacks, great for a breakfast too. It's super versatile product. And they're yeah. sold exclusively on your website. And what and will be my code? Exclusive. So the code is <laughs> Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L-M, for 20% off. There we go. Nailed yeah. it. I was also going to say, on top of being gluten-free and vegan and nut-free, a lot of our limited edition flavors has soy, but this is also soy-free too. So like, there is not an allergen on this product. Yeah. And do you know why that's even more amazing is because like, I don't really like soy and we didn't even talk about there that. You go. There you go. Well, I think the benefit of that, yes, it's school safe and allergen free, but everyone can have it. So you can bring it to any dinner party, give it for any gift and you don't have to worry about someone not being able to eat it. And I also think it's so fun that you can make it in so many variations because our mixes, people normally make muffins, loaves, but a mini muffin just hits different. I'm very excited and it's a limited drop. So stock up all you can. The mixes stay good for for like ever, right? How long do they have? Two years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. So tell your friends. It will not last two years. Like you will eat them before two years. That's for sure. Tell your parents. (laughs) friends tell your like nanny grandparent friends tell literally everyone everyone um but i'm excited thank you guys for for allowing me to do this with you we are so excited we didn't even mention that yes you are the banana bread queen as well and i think i made your banana bread before i ever made mine so i think this is such a meaningful partnership you wanted to switch gears now what is your gear that you would like to switch to oh i'm allowed to talk again okay good Uh, about promoting (laughs) our product Hold on, now I lost where I was. So you're two young female entrepreneurs. How has the experience been dealing with people in the food and beverage space? I think that for the most part, it really works to our benefit. People really resonate with our story. We're able to be not only you know the founders and running the business, but also the faces of the business. I think that being young and female definitely has its challenges. I would say fundraising was the biggest one where it was like so prevalent because, you know, we're 
very vibrant and bubbly and we're running a baking business. And I think it's really easy not to take us serious. And so we've definitely had to deal with that and maybe show that we're holding our own a lot more than some other founders. I think the other piece that Morgan and I complain about all the time, although we do it less so, when we tell people that we run a startup and that we sell banana bread mixes, the response nine times out of 10 is, that is so cute. Like, do you make them at home? And we're like, no, like we have a large manufacturing facility and are in, you know, almost 3000 doors at this point. So the assumption is always that like, we're a mom and pop, cute little whatever. And it's only our pleasure to like correct people. Um, But it is sad that that's the assumption that we have to battle with. Yeah. I also think it's our edge as well, because it's so central to our story and we surprise so many people. And so I actually do think it's had a positive effect and, and been so good for us. And it's just so central to what we are. It gives us fuel a little bit too. Like I like surprising people. I'm short. I look 12 to a lot of people <laughs> and it's the two of us running it. And then, yeah. So it's kind of fun surprising people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we met you guys because our venture fund, Great Shit Ventures, um, is an investor in you. So we, we met and not that I had that same take, but I think, you know, Rachel and I meet with so many founders and you guys are just so well put together like really had a great vision for what you've done and where the company was headed. And like Rachel and I just like left our initial 30 minute phone call and we're like, wow, you know, Annie and and Morgan are just like really, really impressive. Yeah. We were like, that could like be something. Like when we got on like, all right, they're like making banana bread mix. Like it's good, but like, okay. And then like we talked to a lot of brands and a lot of founders. And a lot of the times like we even really like the product, but then we meet with the founder and we just don't vibe. And not like you have to like go on you know vacation with these people, but like I just mean you can't really get much info and you can't see the future. They can't answer the questions that you're asking. And a sharp operator, operators in this case, it's just so vital to helping a brand. Like the, if you have a great product, that's great. But the people behind the product are even more important because the product can only sell itself for such a you know period of time. So no, we are very very impressed by you both. But I'm sure that like it's the same. It's a similar situation when I tell people what I do for a living and then like, oh, well, what does your husband do? And I'm like, he works for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, shocker. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, I love wowing people. It's, yeah. it makes, you know, it makes you feel really good. There's all these stereotypes, but you, I think you just have to have a lot of passion. We have a lot of passion for what we do and you do for working together and this team that we're building. Um, so you just got to have that and, and keep going. So how many employees are at your company? Like how many we, people work there? I was going to say, I just hired our fourth full-time employee this morning. I'm so excited. Oh, amazing. Congrats. <laughs> you guys are just the cute... Uh, sorry. You guys are... Like, <laughs> I don't care. It's, it's a bad bad. We know badass. it. Four people. Like, how cute cute badass. <laughs> oh, my, you guys are wild is honestly what I'm saying. How do you have four people? Like, So congratulations. Who is your fourth hire? Um, his name is Nick and he's going to be our operations manager to date. I've been doing like 99% of it and it's, it's too much. Like We need some help. So I mean like the manufacturing, like a lot of the logistical stuff. Yeah. So, um, he's going to be making sure our product gets made correctly, stored correctly and shipped to our direct consumer customers and then to all of our big retail partners. And then we have a full time social media marketer. Um, and then we work with people on a part time basis. So we have, um, a marketing agency that does a lot of our digital marketing. Um, we have an accountant, a fractional CFO. So we do work with other people, but we're a very lean team for sure. It's really impressive what you're able and have what have you what you've been able to do with such limited like people pulses. Yeah. And I think that's also a challenge that we're into is we're still our, our organization is still pretty founder dependent. So I think that's a big goal and challenge for us is setting our our people up and our systems up so that we can 
let them do their thing and be a little bit more um, independent and oversee everything. Um, so that's a goal. <laughs> Where do you see the brand going in the next, you know, decade? Over that's the next question. Decade? I know. Um, I think our dream is to be in every grocery store in the United States. I think that so many of the brands we see today are incredible in the natural space, right? They're going to thrive in the whole foods and the sprouts of the world um, because they're really healthy and kind of niche. But for us, we're making banana bread. Like everybody loves it. So we want to be on the shelves in the Albertsons and the Kroger's and not just live in the whole foods. Um, and we really want to help with uh, food waste. So one of the biggest pieces of our company is we always try to be merchandised in the grocery stores, not just in the baking aisle, but next to the bananas in the produce section. And, um, for those who don't know, grocery stores go through a ton of food waste and bananas are the best selling item in any grocery store in the United States. So there's even, you know, there's substantial amount of banana waste. And typically grocery stores will pull bananas off the shelves when they start getting spotty because they don't want to have, you know, spoiled produce out. But with us, now there's a reason they'll put our mixes next to those spotty bananas. Um, and we want to have a really big impact on reducing those banana wastes. Morgan, feel free to add to that. Oh, no, I, I love all that. I think on a brand side of things, we want to continue to tell our story and inspire as many other people as we can um, and continue innovating. Online's our platform to just test a lot of different innovations like our protein mixes. We came out with a cookie mix, maybe a pancake mix one day or a, a shelf-stable product. So continue community building, inspiring and innovating as a brand. No, what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. And to Annie, to your point in the grocery store, I remember when we first chatted, I think it may have been you guys or one of our advisors had said that that was what Stacy's pita chips did with hummus. Like they are merchandised next to hummus. And because like when you buy hummus, you obviously need something to dip or maybe you don't you like spoon hummus good for you, but most people like need something to dip. So I think it's a really like unique point of differentiation of like how you're going about the, the retailer. Where yeah. you are in the grocery store is so important and it's getting so much harder to get into grocery, be successful in grocery. So your strategy there and, and where you're merchandised is key. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky that it has that dual effect of food waste, but it's also better for us in terms of exposure. Like most brands, they don't make sense to go anywhere other than their like designated aisle. Yeah. One of the first things that we do with the brands that we're looking at for great shit is like going to the retailer to see like their product placement. It's like Jordan's favorite activity. It's like, you know, we're looking at a brand right now. He just went to Target. He went to Whole Foods, like trying to see where it's placed. Well, it's very interesting because you could say that you're in X, Y, and Z store, but just because you're physically in there doesn't mean that people are going to find you or that, totally. you know, like you think you have a couple SKUs on shelf, but really this retailer like messed it up and only has one. So you really learn a lot. And I mean, we only started learning about this because we're obviously in the space. So if most people go into the grocery store, they would never think twice about this. But like you really learn a lot about where things are placed and why they're placed. And there's like so much science or thought behind it. Yeah, totally. Well, I'll never go into a grocery store the same. No, <laughs> sure it's like funny. impossible. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with us. I would love if you could share with listeners where they could hear more from the two of you um, and order GoDanas and order our collaborative mix, obviously. Yes. So you can buy our products online at egonanas.com. The mix officially launches on the 20th um, of August, whenever this gets released. And you can also find our core products at all the Whole Foods nationwide, 300 targets nationwide in all major cities. If you're in the Midwest, Meyer or the South, um, H-E-B. And you can follow us at go underscore Nanas. Amazing. This will come out two days post-launch. Oh, amazing. Amazing. There you go. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. 